following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips and Bill Jones. It's a rainy Tuesday morning at the Star in Frisco, and this is Talking Cowboys. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, as we lead you into Jaguar Week here at the Star in Frisco. It's kind of gloomy when it's rainy, isn't it? It's really gloomy. It's good for the lakes. What's the word they use in England? Is it glommy or something like that? I'm not the quite sure. I don't know, Mickey. I when wouldn't. the weather's like this? Come <laughs> yeah, on, we, you guys were experts. We've I'm, been to London. We've got, and we are. I mean, enjoyed London, but we've got a lot of friends over there that probably don't use that word. Glommy? 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 I don't think. Maybe our friends in England can fill us yeah, in. They, they're you, listening right now. John, help about. me out. Jamie, yeah. right help now. us out. You know, if I were to predict the first tip. Two minutes of this show, I didn't think we'd go there. Uh, it's talk I've rain. Kinda, huh? Talk rain. And I've heard gloomy. Yeah. Pouring yeah. down I've, London, have, England. Yeah, exactly. I have heard gloomy before, <laughs> and uh, we're going to take the gloom off what we saw on Sunday night. Aren't we? Are we? I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah, we can move on to Jack. I have a lot on? of powers, but I don't know if I can do that. You yeah. watched Monday Night Football last I night. I did. I did too. Drew Brees is incredible. He is incredible. That's right. He's been and a winner every level of football. Yeah. High school. He and Joe won Tiller. a state championship at Texas Stadium in 1996. Boy, it didn't seem that long ago, did it? But he's had Boy, a hell of a Purdue. He probably made Purdue. A he did. Joe Tiller and him were a really good pair together. Purdue, you know, was okay, and then Drew comes along, and they win a lot more games than they should have with him playing. And look what he's done, you know, with uh, his career. Give Sean Payton a lot of credit on this one too. Uh, there was kind of some, you know, Sean was starting out with the Saints and needed a quarterback, and lo and behold, there's one sitting on your doorstep that he just went out and got, and and uh, good for him. That's what you got to do. You go out and get those difference makers like that. Because and what was the story? The Dolphins uh, had a deal Nick with Saban, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they didn't pass they didn't like the shoulder, his shoulder, yeah, yeah his his shoulder, physi- his physical, yeah, they failed him very much, like the doctors in Green Bay fell, fa- uh, failing Larry Allen. That's, that's right. Physical. Yeah, I was, yep. I've told that story before. You know, if you haven't heard it, that Ron Wolf used to remind the doctors every day when we play the the Cowboys. You see that guy over there, number seventy three. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to kill us today. That's the guy you <laughs> failed on the physical. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Well, Drew Brees killed it again last night, and uh, in case you did Accurate miss it, it was um, he became the NFL's career passing yardage leader all time. Uh, and the Redskins, despite a 43 to 19 loss to the Saints last night, still lead your NFC East with a two and two record. Due to a bye the week before, right? yeah, that's right. Come, yeah. That's the way to come off a bye, Redskins. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> they were ready. They were ready to roll. <laughs> Gosh, that was. That's just a difficult team to play. We all know that. We, yeah, we've, we've all seen see, it. We've all seen the Saints. Would they get 38 first downs on us one day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all sat there and watched that nightmare to have to deal with especially when they got ingram back and camara rolling yeah, and it's that's gonna be a tough team yep and you're fact, playing that division too in fact they <laughs> talk that the saints might be up there giving the rams a run for their money on down the road we'll see now did i hear this right after like they 
he set the record with the touchdown pass mm-hmm. was like 62 yards or something. Yep. Like and that. It was like it was staged. I mean, they were talking about it. Kind of like straight they, hand well, sack at the all right, end. When he they, got show, the, they show. Yeah, let me bust the coverage. They show the Breeze family yeah. as they they make their way down on the sideline right. just prior to that play. Because the first they were up the drive. in the suite beforehand. Yes, and he was 35 yards away from breaking the record. And so they wanted to add the family down there on the field whenever he did set the record. And so when they came back from commercial, they're showing the Breeze family as they head down. And then he's 35 yards away. And it's the very first play. There's a wide open receiver. It was like it was a movie script and it was just staged. It was even uh, even uh, the guy, the head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Dave. Dave, Dave Baker. Baker. Babe Ruth. He was down yeah. on the sideline already. What's that's up right. with the gloves, the, by the way? That's what the, I said. It's the first sign. I, I, I thought they were going to hand him the Stanley Cup with those gloves on like that. You ever <laughs> seen the Stanley Cup guy? Well, I mean, why does he have to have hands him the ball? He's got the gloves on, is he? Know. No, no is, he had it because they gave him the sign. Maybe they didn't want the sign to have fingerprints on I, it. Right? I guess. I don't know. Okay, but, so, but so I see David Baker there, and I was thinking, this is the Babe first Ruth. time a player has been inducted into the Hall yeah, of Fame during a game. <laughs> so anyway, did did I hear this right? Because you know they they carried on for a while, right before they resumed play. Right. But when the Saints all went out there to celebrate, they marching in. They <laughs> they they gave him a fifteen yard penalty for no, the celebration they, on the no, kickoff. They did not. I could have swear they kicked off from the twenty. We don't have to guess. <laughs> we can look it up. We can look it up <laughs> on the NFL Jesus. I thought site. I heard him say that. Now maybe I maybe I something else happened. I don't know. Well, if they're going to stop the game, I don't they? I mean, they can't give them a penalty for that, can they? Or excessive celebration when all the team runs out on the field. Yeah. I think that's might what it was. Oh wow! And then wow. they did the jumping up and down deal. Who was the official last night? I didn't even see. It I was, didn't notice. It was oh. the jumping up and down deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, I, I did you remember. see that? All right, here we go. Um, oh, it was a penalty. On Michael Thomas, unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards in force between downs, uh, and then uh, okay. The so he line. must have done something. He got in right. someone's face. Right. He and uh, he and Josh That's... Norman had an interesting Twitter exchange after that game. Oh yeah. Basically, like he called uh, Thomas called him out and said, "Yeah, you're a zone corner. Get out of here. You don't play any man coverage, and you're not good, and you're not good enough to travel with anybody." Basically, is what he's saying. So we will speculate that he did something to Josh Norman. Okay, I would speculate yes in sportsmanlike. <laughs> when I heard sportsmanlike conduct, yeah. I said they didn't do that. Yeah. So the result. I'll tell you somebody else, by the way, that was playing a lot of zone on Sunday uh, was Ramsey. Yeah. If you watch Jacksonville. Yeah, I get to get on their defense today. I appreciate the heads up on that, Mickey. I'm I was interested. watching the game. Yeah. The second half, he was playing five to ten yards off the line of scrimmage. You know, they showed at one point right. their man-to-man right. uh, coverage. Uh, but after that, he, he was backing off the whole time. It looked like, you know, it looked like... Uh, Have you seen how, how fast Tyreek Hill runs? Yes, I know. <laughs> Might have something to do with that. Yeah. I think we saw it last last year here. But if you're going to challenge yeah. verbally before the game, uh-huh. don't be playing seven yards off the line of scrimmage. I think he's not going to be playing seven yards this week. This week he's <laughs> on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he's gonna, it'll be interesting to see when, you, when we study the Jacksonville, if they in fact, though, where do you put him? Where you know, do you if now some teams will take their what they feel like is their most challenged receiver, challenged meaning ability wise, and they'll put him to that side of the field to make him 
have to cover, so, and then you attack so I, everybody I'm else. I'm going to say this, but it's a oh, joke. I, I don't mean it. So the Cowboys yeah. are going to put all their receivers to his side. Well, that's low that's fruit right there. <laughs> no, man. no, but but you know, but it's something you have to think about. Okay, do you you do you? It's kind of like when it's like teams moving Clowney around. Do right. you do you play Clowney over Tyron Smith an entire game and have him maybe get? one or two pressures, mm-hmm. or do you move him around to where he can get six or seven pressures? And I think that's where, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you have to think, okay, what's the best way to take Jalen Ramsey out of a game? Do you, do you go ahead and say, okay, we're, gonna, we're just not going to challenge his side of the field? Now, I haven't watched their tapes. I don't know. Whether how much he I don't know how much. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, know how much he, if he travels at all or if the fact of the matter is pe- teams are just not challenging him. You know, well they, then, they, if he, if he's going to do that, then he's following Zeke. He's the leading receiver. Yeah, there oh, you go. Yeah, is I, he the leading receiver now? Yes, yes twenty-two games? catches. Twenty-two yep. catches, and then if it's not him, it's Beasley. And if it's not Beasley, then he's on Jeff Swain. Okay, if you were with Jacksonville, <laughs> then would you would you put him on Beasley? That's what I'm saying. And I got, I, I was I got to figure, I gotta figure no. out I got to figure out if he if he goes inside at all. I haven't. I'm again. I haven't. Mickey's watched far more of Jacksonville than I have. I'm going to get started on defense this morning. But one thing I was going to ask you about Beasley because the All 22 hasn't showed up on the Game Pass yet. Did they do something to take away Beasley, or were there just yeah. he just he didn't have a catch till overtime? It just didn't feel like that. And he in watching it though, it, it they tried. I mean, there were things he was trying to run routes, and they just couldn't. You know, first I think first that, possession yeah. that he he yeah. was wide open on the yeah. left side, but it, the play was but not the play designed. was a screen going the other way. Right. Yeah, it was a straight design. I mean, he could have had right. him in the flat, and it would have been a first down. And that was really kind of you know, I mean, Beasley. I, I give him credit. He tries. He runs routes. He doesn't always get the ball, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was. They were really. I think the most disappointing thing about this game to me was the fact that they couldn't get any traction against the secondary. And and I understand that Dak took a ton of hits. You know, I, I get that there was pressure there, and you know, but they just couldn't really get anything going. And that's really been the Achilles' heel of of the of the Texans is that teams have had the ability to make plays on them in the secondary. Kind of felt like going in if you could have protected well enough. That there were yeah. some opportunities there, and it just didn't materialize like I thought it would. And going back and watching it, the two plays to Gathers, Rico, we know him as Rico, and and Jeff <laughs> Swain, who's that? Were on screens, busting right. busting the blitz, and that's yeah. and and later in the game they tried doing that, but you, I, you know they were in the backfield so quickly, Dak had to you know force the ball out quick. They didn't connect there. On the Blake Jarwin play that yeah. you talked about yesterday. Yep. That they did not make them pay breaker. for the blitzing. You're right about that, Mick. Yeah. Just going back and watching it. And the cleanest pocket I thought he had was the Deontay Thompson interception. Yeah, He had all day on that throw. Right. And I'm not – who was on that? I, I mean, I think he could have put a, put the ball there better. I just – You know, it, Thompson's body position was really, really poor. Did allowed – Joseph to get to where he needed to be to play offhand. So it's like when he hooked back, yeah. he was too wide too and he wide. let the guy get inside of him. Yeah, absolutely. And so there were a lot of hands in there. There were. And, and it, it was a low pass. It wasn't like it was high and it was easy to pick off. Yeah. It just it's unfortunate that when they when they've had opportunity, something always breaks down. I mentioned the Jarwin play. I hope everybody had a chance to go back and I'll break it down for you on on uh, on the film room today just to show you really it was a it was a well designed play. They they had they they repped it during the week, and they they brought it out at the right time. And if they could have just got the block, and what's un, really unfortunate is, you're all pro right guard that 
gave up the pressure inside. And but she's going against another All Pro player, so you got to tip Sometimes your cap. Sometimes they win. Sometimes yeah. the All Pro player beats the other All Pro player, and you had an All Pro play called, but it doesn't get executed because they're All Pro player. And I, I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody, but. I mean, you're relying on that guy to make that block. 98% of the time, he's going to get that block for you. And it just so happens, though, that they, they gave up the sack, and next thing you know, it's like, you know, and then they look back. And you could even tell when we asked Jason Garrett about it yesterday in the walk-off, you know, he, he was talking about, hey, we had an opportunity. We just couldn't get the block secured to get the ball out to where it needed to be. That's what's, uh, you know, in, in those games when it's one or two plays going either way, I mean, look what happened. They get the ball, and they, they have a 49-yard play on an undercut route. You know, I mean, you know, if he stays on his hip, maybe it's a catch and a tackle for, you know, 12 yards. Instead, it's a, it's a huge play. You know, the best thing about the Rico thing wasn't the fact – I mean, it was great. It was – what was it, like about a 32-yard 32 32 reception? Yeah. Was the fact that now they've showed everybody, just because we're in three tight end, doesn't mean yeah. we're running the football. Yeah, you better watch out because it may have looked like a blitz. They they had nine guys in the box. Yeah. Well, what else? Would, what did you expect? They yeah. very rarely, if ever, have thrown run blitz. out of that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So okay, watch out because we just might sneak somebody out. All right, we uh, got off to a little bit of a late start due to weather difficulties here. We into we uh, come to, to the, the end of our field first what? <laughs> uh, segment, and uh, how about we go to a phone call and go to Ray in Fort Worth to kick off talking Cowboys. Ray, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. good oh morning, no, gentlemen. you don't sound good. Uh, no, I was listening to yesterday's show. I, I agree with Brian Broadus. You get you got to go for it. That's a first. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, second thing, all this, you know. All the things, all the conversations led to one thing. This team is just not very good. The general manager is constructed. When you when you when you say we're going to play tight end by committee, that's like saying you don't have one. When you're going to play wide receiver by committee, that's like saying you don't really have a legitimate one. You can't you can't put so much on a running back. I believe I believe Zeke maybe it's up by now with 40 percent of the offense. When this guy is, is taking his toll on this guy. I mean, you you can say we, we need a linebacker. Well, the BYU kid, thanks to the draft show, best show on the network outside of talking Cowboys, <laughs> the, BYU, the the kid from BYU who went, who went to the 49ers, I like him just as much as the guy we got. He went in the third round. You could have taken that wide receiver there. Now you, you, you see what he's doing in Atlanta. You can't you can't keep going like this. This is not I, this is not on the general manager. This is straight on him. He wants to be the GM. It's on his title. The GM is not going anywhere. You want to evaluate Zeke? You got to. I mean, you got to. You got to. You got to pay the quarterback. This item you're going to pay the quarterback. Well, you giving him nothing to evaluate. I'll, I'll give you this: the Rams, the the Brown, the the Bears, the Chiefs. What do they all have in common? They have a young quarterback. What have they done? They use all those resources to build around him. Now they'll be able to evaluate Speech. those guys. Speech. Now look at Speech. that thing. What have we done for our quarterback? Gave him nothing. How you, so you're going to evaluate the quarterback here your in the next line. year or so. And you, how are you going to evaluate him? Oh. Now you're going to have to pay him franchise quarterback money when, when, he, had, when he hasn't shown you that he's, a, that he's a franchise quarterback yet, but you haven't given him anything. Now the cupboard is bare behind him. 
I wouldn't blame him if he says, I need franchise quarterback money. Because what are they going to do? We got nothing behind him. You got a, you got a, a banged up Zeke that you built this team around. No, we don't need a. It's, it's uh, Dak friendly. Dak friendly means what? Right, we don't need a number one. Dak said it himself. So it's kind of on him. Hey, Ray, uh, I agree with you on Fred Warner, the linebacker from BYU, went to San Francisco, third round. Uh, so you you say they could have got it like a Ridley in the first round and then gotten Warner later? Is that like in the second Warner, round? Warner went in the third round to the 49ers. Right. Go watch his tape. Right, right. Round no, no, but, but no. Go watch him. Oh, no, no, I agree with you. I love Warner. So you you would have taken Warner in the second round then, right? You you proposed that the Cowboys would, would should have taken uh, like a Ridley in the first round and Warner in the second round. Is that right? Oh, Ray. Oh. Thanks for the call, Ray. Well, the reason I asked is because you would have to take him in the second round because your third round pick was number 81. That's right. when you took Gallup and, and right. Warner went 70. Yeah. So just to clarify yeah. that. I mean, they spent a second round. spent the 50th overall pick on a guard. Right. To help this foundation continue. They, they built this team around the offensive line and then put Zeke around that. And it's not the same offensive line. We've been saying that. It's just not. Why didn't they take a center? And there you go. Because they didn't – look, they didn't know hey, this like was going to happen Daniels. to Travis. <laughs> I like James Daniels I, I, in the first round. But you, you know what, How though, many first rounders you going to have I appreciate, on the offensive line? I appreciate Ray's passion for that. And I appreciate him watching the draft show or listening to the draft show. The combination of Van Der Esch and Gallup is better than taking Ridley and Warner. I'm sorry. And again, it, it Warner, you would have had to take Warner in the it, second round. Yeah, it's a better combination. Yeah. I mean, if you and 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 to me, uh, you know, Michael Gallup is somebody I'm waiting on. Michael Gallup was one of my top 50 players. I'll be interested to see in three years' time that if I was right about Michael Gallup. I think yes, he's a much it's better too early now. I think to, it's a, he's a much better player. And it and it and what's happened to him right now is I don't think Michael Gallup is a really confident football player right now playing. You know, he gets one or two targets a game and then he makes one or two catches a game. You know, I think it's hard for him to it, it, as a rookie, it's been hard for him to separate. It's been hard for him to play against contested, you know, and guys learn. I mean, rookie receivers learn as they go. I was hopeful that he could come in and grow and be a difference maker, but the combination of Van Der Esch and 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 him, I think will play will pay off long in long term. Nothing against Ridley. I think Ridley is in a very great situation with the Falcons. You've already got a number one wide receiver. And that's a number a big, two also, and and you so got they're... a quarterback that's a, that can really throw the football. You know, and that's and that's it's a, a good combination. I'd like to see. I'd like to see in this situation if they if they had a more consistent passing game, you know, with with Michael Gallup. I, I'm again, I'm betting on Michael Gallup here, but I'm also I respect that late what Leighton Vander Esch has come in. We have not. These are two shows now that we've done, or two weeks of shows that we have done that we have at least. I mean, how many times we were doing shows last year and it was. This defense can't play without Sean Lee. Right. This defense cannot function without Sean Lee. If they have to play without Sean Lee another game, just count it as a loss. We haven't had those conversations. And a lot of it has to do with the way that Jalen Smith, that's another guy that I didn't want. Okay? I wanted this guy, Miles Jack, that we're going to, you know. But hey, playing this week. And playing this week. And you could say that Jalen Smith has been a better player than Miles Jack. 
You know, the play so, he made, the sack he made at the end of the half, the going, sack, going the rundown, the field. yeah, everything, God. everything. You look at two games now, and 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 Jalen Smith back to back games has affected the pocket the way he splits. I broke down a play on DallasCowboys on the the last week where they 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 put uh, Carry on Johnson against the you know, Lions outside, and and Leighton Vanderesh falls on the play. If they don't get the sack and the pressure and the hit. They're throwing the ball to carry on Johnson for a big play down your uh, down your right sideline. So Jalen Smith is coming in, and he's done, and so to say, and you know, with him and Leighton Vanderesh, they are not making me feel like that this defense can't can't play without Sean Lee. They're even making me think that okay, at the end of the season, again, I think at the end of the season when we have off season talk. There's going to be some discussions about okay, can you now just move on from Sean Lee? You know, I know it's probably an evil thing to say that, but at least they're playing well enough to where you could say this defense no longer needs Sean Lee at seven million dollars, and you can play without him. We'll see. What, All right, what uh, position does that Warner guy? He's a linebacker. No, no, I mean where? Inside guy. Yeah, inside, yeah. Can he, he play? Can he, he plays play all weak? over. He can do the weak. He, he yeah, plays, he can yeah. Play, yeah. He's okay. a blitz yeah. or Just cover asking. guy, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a good player. Yeah. All right. And, and, and Ridley, what's Atlanta right now, by the way? One and four. There are yeah. people probably saying, well, if we would have taken so-and-so, maybe our defense <laughs> would have been yeah. better. All right. They lost Deion Jones, the Yeah, they lost the safety. And Keanu Neal. Yeah, yeah, they've lost a lot. Yeah. Of, they, they lose they, the pass rusher, too. They've made a living over the, uh, off he, the Cowboys. He He's on. with New England. New England now. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we continue on Talking Cowboys. Take more of your phone calls at 888-855-2297 in just a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor. Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code Real Deal. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Well, gentlemen, crunch time is when you got to stay cool, like in overtime. And nobody's better at keeping you cool under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear has moisture-wicking antimicrobial fabrics to keep There's germs. that word. Germs and perspiration at bay. That means no discomfort, no adjustment. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Is that why I was so calm and cool in overtime, sitting in that press box? By myself, no, it's everybody left. It's naturally cold in that it press was, box. Yeah, it was the air conditioning. Uh, no, it was it was okay. I didn't have to put my coat on. Oh, geez, that's no, not like the preseason. Did you use the phone booth there again this time? I did not have to do a, a <laughs> you remember call. Remember that? Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. They're, they've got they've got old fashioned phone booths. Was there a payphone in there? I think it was a, or you, you a could, landline in there. Dial yeah, out, which I yeah. hadn't seen a landline in years. No. But you don't have a landline so, at home? I do not have a landline at home. Who has a landline at home? That's, that's, uh, fortunately, yeah, no. I do. So, so you like got to get rid of it. It's like having a Polaroid Instamatic camera <laughs> right. in the thing. You shoot. I think it was at your wedding. Was yeah. it your wedding yeah, where the, you had the Polaroid cameras? I had to explain to all the people, all the kids I so work with, how to use the camera. They're like, what is this? I go, you take a picture, and it comes out, and you wave. Oh, they knew. They didn't know. I guarantee no, they didn't, didn't know. know. They Nobody, absolutely didn't know. They didn't know. They, I bet you that there are kids today, and by kids I meaning they might be even college kids today, who have never seen a camera before. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they hand out that's also a, just sad. the little automatic little plastic the uh, one we cardboard had to, ones? Yeah, you had to take those over to like the gro- the drugstore, yeah, yeah. right. and you, you had to wait to... an hour or two, and yeah. then you get yeah, pictures. Right. Or to Costco or whatever. Trust yeah. me, I was I, as much fun as I had at your wedding. Do you remember this Yeah, with yeah, with you know, my whiskey in one hand and the Polaroid <laughs> camera in the other. But yeah, I mean, I had to explain, and they're like, "What?" Is, and I'm like, "The picture comes out the slot." Were you the photographer at the no, wedding? No, no, probably no, at some you, point you was. had a Polaroid camera. Probably. I was the Joker, is what I was. That thing. <laughs> they made, probably, made they, fun friends with all the bartenders at that party. <laughs> hey, you did. I guarantee you, I was the only was one that you know actually developed film. Yeah, like, you did by like hand in college. In college, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to do that took, at some point. I took a photo class. How about like, you remember Gil Brandt? You know what Gil Brandt's yeah. first job ever was? Yeah, baby, he was baby a baby photographer. Baby photographer. Fact, and speaking of Gil Brandt, we'll have him on the Cowboys Legend Show. Thank you, Bill. Show. There you go. Thank you, Brian. Oh. On uh, Wednesday night, got to get in the Hall of Fame. The Cowboys Club at the Star here in Come Frisco. See him. Great story. Seven man. to eight. Are Listen, you allowed to? Get, are you allowed to get in there? Uh, was club kind of members a, are. Oh, okay. Mm. Club members, if you're listening, show up. Yeah, please. Gil Brandt, 7 to 8 Gil. o'clock yeah. Wednesday night, and it uh, will be on DallasCowboys.com as Listen, well. Yeah. And um, and also on the fan Yes. in Dallas-Fort Worth, and all along the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Great stories with that Dark man. room, having to operate in a dark room. And red lights. Get, red light. No lights. The, the red just, light? Yeah, that was it. Red light. And no, he's getting a, in the hall of fame this year god i hope so he's I mean, a he's, finalist he's, he's, he's a finalist he's all the way a finalist yeah, already he, that's right i hope so. so please let him get in the hall of fame don't forget kabu texas is coming to at&t right. Stadium. we almost forgot May it. 10th through the 12th this is not your typical festival kabu texas offers an adult escape uniquely curated to appeal to all five of your senses with world-class music hilarious comedy incredible cuisine craft libations inspiring contemporary art and personal indulgence you write that 
You can expect the inaugural Kabu Texas music lineup to feature a variety of chart-topping hits, legendary rockers, bucket list performers, and new acts you'll be excited to discover. Get your early bird passes now at KaboomTexas.com. Can you do that dance move again, Rob Phillips? Ah, uh, too tired. Come on, Rob. You're on camera now. That's why I did it, because I was off camera. Ah, uh, come on. Nah. Raise the roof, come Rob. Come on. Jimmy Johnson did it on the pregame show Sunday. Did yeah. Really? Yeah, he's got a little dance move. So do curators curate? Is that what they do? They uniquely curate okay. to appeal to all five of your senses, Mickey. I always mm-hmm. wondered what curators did for museums. Perry. You know? Remember Perry? It's a fencing move. <laughs> be some great smells at Kaboom. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kent. Are we uh, talking about like Oakland very Coliseum unique. smells, Kent? No, very curated sense. Oh. They curate all of, all of your senses. Oh, yeah, well, there okay. you go. Yeah. 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 Smell yeah. too, right? I was just wondering if you were talking about the parking lot in Oakland. Thought we were going back. <laughs> thought or we were Woodstock. Go- yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I thought we were going back 40 years to uh, Peace Park on the campus of the University of Missouri. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it sounds Glad like we- you were there. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I mean, Janis Joplin were hanging out together. All right, Brian brought up the prospect of uh, the linebacking core at the end of the season. I'm going to bring it more present day. Please do. And Sean, Jerry Jones on the radio this morning, I was asked about Sean Lee's availability. Didn't sound real confident for this week. No. Um, but, okay, now we're looking at a schedule of Jacksonville this week and then at Washington next week and then a bye. Yes, but, so let's just play this out. Sean Lee at full health after the bye. And, that, and let's say – Every, all the linebackers are full health. How do you work this linebacking core? And is there a way to have all three linebackers on the field at the same time? I think there's people that argue that go ahead and put all three on there. Because what have you seen? You know, Damian Wilson, we talked about him in uh, two weeks ago. I think he had four tackles. Uh, last week in this game, you, we saw him miss in space. Uh, you know, he's got to do a better job of getting that tackle for a no gain. But – I think there's a lot of people that would say, go ahead and, and put Vanderesh out there at Sam. Keep Sean Lee at the will. And then, and then what you could do is rotate those guys when it gets in those nickel situations. And, you know, I think you're going to probably say, or somebody's probably going to say, maybe just extend Sean Lee a yeah. little further. Maybe, maybe instead of playing 60, 65 plays, Sean Lee plays, only plays 40 plays. And, f- and what, how many games would be left after the bye? Uh, they're through five. That'd be seven. They got nine, nine. left. So yeah. maybe he gets Sean Lee for forty snaps a game for nine games, as opposed to maybe you know sixty-five, sixty-five, 65 and, yeah. and you risk another reaggravation. I think they'd like to get to that point with him. Honestly, I think they would. And that's not a knock on him. That's just trying to preserve his health and increase that depth. And they clearly have it now. And I think Brian makes a good point. You know, get your three best linebackers on the field. That's what they talk about. Their best five up front on the offensive line. Do the same thing. Van Der Esch is earning the right to keep playing. There's no doubt yeah, about that. There's also, yeah. there's also ways to do it snap-wise with the nickel and the base. That, right. Okay, so who are your linebackers in the nickel if they're all healthy? Sean Lee and, and, and Jalen Smith. Okay. But see, the idea was it was going to be Sean Lee and Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch. Right. But, but my guy, 54, is a rare player when it comes to rushing the passer. This guy's yeah. got a feel – you know, he could be your fifth rusher. You're going to rush four. You know, Mickey's telling me I got to have some pressure. I got to do some things. I got to get. I got to create. He's created some opportunity. He's forced plays. He's forced people to have to account for him as a rusher. I would rather have him as a. Ru- 
rusher and then let Sean Lee be the cover guy. See, I think that Leighton Vanderish can be a really good cover guy. I just don't know if he has the instincts right now as what you have with Sean Lee. I think he'll develop those instincts, but Lee as a cover, how many times have we seen Lee kind of get in position, tip a ball, Lee take a guy out of the backfield, that they're trying to run a screen, knives through, makes a tackle for four minus four. Yeah. You know, how about the play on the goal line that they scored on, though? Leighton Vanderish, even Chris Collins were talked about. He was a tick late. He was a tick late on the play. You know, it, it was the one where they ran the, the flip inside that, that brought Kuti uh, inside, you know, for the touchdown. I mean, it was Leighton Vanderish was just a tick right. late getting there. And maybe that's Sean Lee. He's on it. It's a, it's a, it's a no game right there. I, I, nothing if, against Leighton Vanderish, but I'm, I'm keeping if, Sean if, Lee yeah, in those. That's right. If Sean Lee is healthy. He makes more big plays that can get you off the field than Leighton Vanderish. Where, right where was the ball on that play? I think it was on the two. And he hit him at the one. Yeah. The first guy that missed was 90. 90 just had a chance and couldn't trip him. Nice job by his part to try. And then Vanderish coming from the inside. He was Again, Sean the Lee. Yeah, Sean Lee is. I mean, Sean Lee's step running. More than yeah, you're, you're... he's seeing the guy come across. He's looking at the formation, and again, I'm saying Leighton Vanderish is going to develop that mm-hmm. one day with help from Sean Lee coaching him up. As, Hopefully so. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm keeping Sean out there. But I'm spelling him on. Yes. I'm spelling him on. You know, drives. I'm not keeping Which him out is, there. We saw an eight play drive. Yes. Eight play drive. I'm keeping him out there for in three Seattle, plays. In Seattle, yeah. we saw a glimpse of that yeah. because they yeah. were. Sean was nursing something, and yeah. like second series of the game, yeah. Lee was off the field and Vanderesh was out there. Uh, they did in Carolina too, where yeah. they, I mean, yeah. there wasn't a health issue, and they just took him off the field for right. a series in the second, in the third quarter so, of that game. Yeah, yep. I think it's. I think that's the long-term plan here. But, yeah, all things considered, if he's good to go, he's your best linebacker, no question about it. But Jalen's – you're talking about the rush and the passer. He's added – Jalen has added – he's moving sideline to sideline. He's chasing receivers down the field. I mean, he is a – he's turning into a complete player this year. It's it's really – it's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch. And the other thing about the postseason discussion <clears throat> is Damian Wilson's in the last year of his contract, too. Right, yeah. So – and uh, I think Sean Lee would be of a mind – he would want to be a Cowboy his entire career. Yeah. And he would be of a mind to do some work with Well, the they're going to have to use that rotation when Lee gets back because it looks like they're going to lose Joe Thomas here. For yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point, Mick. Yeah. Yep. Foot injury there. So Foot sprain, something, Mickey? What do you think? He was in a big old walking boot yeah. when we got on the plane. That's so, a foot sprain thing. I, 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 know, heard for I don't sure. know if it's a broken bone or a high ankle sprain or whatever, but it didn't sound good for several weeks. So we'll see when he gets back. All right, Jim in Pasadena, you are next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Jim. Good morning, man. Hey, I called in last week and said Jalen Smith was a one-trick pony. Boy, I was proved wrong. By, uh, Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm real impressed with the defense, though. You know, you watch film. They work hard. There's no dissension. There's no finger-pointing. Uh, you saw Gregory retrace steps and try to make plays downfield. I mean, these things are exciting to know about your team. Um, I do feel Houston had the four of the five best players on the team uh, on the field with Clowney and Watt and Watson and Holmes. And eventually, when you're on the road, those kids are going to take over, and that's the way it is. I like Garrett's call, play the Parcells field uh, positioning, punt it, trust your defense, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. But I think it was a sound call. Okay, thanks for taking my call, guys. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Jim. 
Now, uh, Jerry was on the radio this morning. Anything that y'all took from Jerry's conversation with 105.3 The Fan? He's back in Dak Prescott again. He's all in on Dak Prescott. And so that tells me we talk about what to do next year, and we're not to that point. Obviously, they're five games into the season. But um, you're going to look at – like uh, who – Who's our guy on the call uh, called us? Ray. Ray, Ray. I mean, Ray's talking about trying to put help around him. I think if you're looking towards next year already, that might be the direction they go. If, if Jerry indeed is back and back the way he is and, and saying that, you know, because when Jerry sees something once, he, he thinks it can happen again. And he, you know, I think we're past talking about 2016, but he's seen Dak Prescott have success. The difference is all the pieces around him. A lot of them are different this year. We also got to – we probably don't understand what's being said to him, though, also. Mm-hmm. I've always talked about Jerry Jones, the listener. We don't know what Jason Garrett's saying. We don't know what Tom, uh, Scott Linehan's saying. We don't know what Will McClay's saying. We don't know what Stephen Jones is saying, you know. We don't know what Kellen Moore's saying, you know. Yeah. I mean, there could be – you know, Jerry is, you know, for what everybody wants to believe, and, and this is one of the great strengths he has – and it could also be one of his biggest faults is that he will listen. He will trust people like, uh, you know, Jason Garrett. He'll trust Scott Linehan. He'll trust these people to tell him that, hey, this is the way it, it, it is, and this is what we can do. Jerry trusted Scott Linehan to come up with a package for Tavon Austin. I know that for a fact. He said, hey, you got him now. You coach him. You figure something out. And Scott Linehan said, yeah, we will. So, you know, that, that's, that's what we don't know. You know, Let's I mean, also remember he trusts Stephen Jones. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I think we lose sight sometimes yeah. when everybody wants to place blame. It always goes on Jerry's shoulders. Right. And that's not necessarily the that's, case. Yeah. And and so he tried to help Dak out this year. That was the idea of drafting Connor Williams. Well, I, I just said right? that. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm saying more help. Okay. More, more help. Look, but you I, can't get everything at once. I just I right? said last segment they tried to – stabilize the strength of their football team in the second round. They, right. they did do that. And the third round and the fourth round. But see, everybody but, everybody but dismisses that. Yeah, I'm no, not dismissing it. It wasn't a wide receiver in the first round. Well, okay, you got the linebacker. You needed to do that. I'm not disputing what you said. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it, it's like, oh, we were going to be Dak friendly. Well, Dak friendly's protecting him, and they are not protecting him. They haven't replaced the guys they lost, though, with the numbers in Witten. And, I, and I'm guilty of thinking that Alan Hearns could come in here, and we had all said this, not we, I should say I said this, if Alan Hearns came in and gave you the same numbers as Dez, I think everybody would be really happy oh, about 69 that. 69 catches, yeah. sure. And yeah. I don't know and, if that was out of the question to think, because this is a guy that has a 1,000-yard receiver league. You're in the league. I felt, so. I felt like that he could come in. Was he as, Is he as fast and quick and all that? He's, that, that he's not. That's very similar to what Dez. But I also saw a guy that was capable of making plays. And they just have not found a way to get him the ball. He's been catching slants and things like that. But overall, you'd say you'd have to be disappointed that, uh, you know, it, but to, to go back, they tried to help. I mean, Dalton Schultz, it was a fourth-round pick right there. Yeah, that's You know, that's, that's, a, that's a guy that has a history of being from a tough program in Stanford to being a, you know, a blocker, a catcher, a kind of a complete guy. And, you know, he's been inactive now four weeks so that's been you know we, we mentioned about Michael Gallup we're all kind of hopeful about Michael Gallup we're all hopeful that he could have stepped up and made some more plays but he hasn't you know that, that they're trying and you know of course you got an all pro runner 
you know, say the, the I think the biggest issue that we're seeing right now is where Brian Bross might have misevaluated was the offensive line. That might be, and maybe the loss of Travis Frederick is more devastating to this line than we'll ever know. And that's not a knock on Joe Looney, but even Garrett said it in the press conference yeah. yesterday, you lose something when he's not in there. And I thought Garrett said something. He, you know, sometimes he's not going to tell you everything in the press conference, but he said, look, there's a difference on the road with our communication. Yeah. And and that to me, that points right back yes. to Travis Frederick yeah. and all yeah, pro There's no question about who, that. Who, who is, you know, he runs things at the line of scrimmage for them. Yeah. And and Joe is has fought his ass off and done a nice Joe job. Joe has not but, been the liability that I right. thought he might be. But I tell you what, it this you know this these this, the way that they're running the ball, the way that they're having some success or not success, and the pass protection issues that they've had. You know, we, we I know I went in thinking you got you got uh, Tyron Smith, you got Zach Martin. You know, you got an improved. Uh, Lyle Collins, hey, we're gonna get, we're gonna learn with uh, Connor Williams here. It's gonna be a little difficult, but, but really, the bigger issues, the bigger issues have been with the one group that you thought you can hang your hat on hasn't been nearly consistent enough that you can hang your hat on. Well, and they've opened up the can of worms now because teams are blitzing them, and if you don't take care of that, yeah. it's gonna continue to happen. Now, the disparity between what they score on the road and what they score at home is 10 points. Is it a product of who you played or how you played on like the they, road? But they, it's been cleaner, though, at home, hasn't it? I mean, yes. just overall. The yes. offense seems to have yeah. moved better yeah. in, the, in those games. They just seem more comfortable. There's more of a rhythm. Uh, the, the tempo that we talked about in the Detroit game. You know, it's just it's just been a cleaner operation at home, and and I don't know if it's crowd noise or who you played. Who you play? I mean, look, yeah, Texans front outstanding, no and it shouldn't have been it. crowd noise there because it that that was one third or Cowboys half sounded and like half. it sounded like at yeah. the end of the game well, the Cowboy fans were kind of getting into it. Yeah, a little bit. it was. Yeah, but if you were down on the you were, I know you're in the press box. Yeah. You're down on the field at the end. It was loud. It was loud. It was loud. Um, it's got that's got to be one factor. But this team's been able to withstand that in the past. You know. I they mean, have, normally they have played well at home. They have been. They've so been on the well. on the third and one where Zeke got stuffed by Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, when you look at that on film, is that? Uh, and of course, you don't know what the assignments are. Yeah, that's it. But you, you would like could to, that have been something where they just they missed the assignment? They've had. On they've who, had that. They, they're Cunningham. so concerned with the down guys that all of a sudden, though, give Cunningham a lot of credit. Though, I mean, he saw the gap open and the good these good linebackers. We've seen it with Keekley. We've seen it with Ogletree. Now we've seen it with Cunningham. Their job is to go and make a play, especially on a short yardage situation. If you see a gap go, it's a gamble to get there. Man, if they go play action and throw the ball behind you, well, then that's, you know, you're trying to make a play. But they, 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 they try and secure these down linemen first, and then all of a sudden you don't have a guy that's, you know, Joe Looney, we keep talking about it, but Joe Looney's thinking, I got to get this down block first. I got to secure, secure, secure. And you're thinking, well, maybe Zeke can make that one guy miss. And that's something we really haven't seen a lot of Zeke. You know, he hasn't made that first guy yeah, miss. Well, like he had no shot. On he that. had no shot on that one. That's true. But it I mean, like he may have slipped a little bit in the back. There's been there's that. been some problems there. You, I mean, you, that was a hell of a gap. No, it yeah. was until the linebacker filled. It, there's it. no question. No question. You wrote about this after the game, right? You thought. Zeke didn't look quite the same. I don't. I, I, there I, were times where I thought he had the burst. You know, he captured the edge a couple times. Yeah, and, I just, but, I, to me, it's, he, he's fighting through being banged up. Yeah. He is. I mean, there was a reason why they were bringing in, 
yeah. Smith so many times. Yeah. They did, and there was a play at the end of the third quarter maybe. I th- he had one guy to miss, and the guy got him by his shoelaces, and that could have been a huge gain. But, yeah, he's clearly – he's dealing with a knee bursitis and a sore ankle and um, – yeah, taking a lot of hits. Yeah, that he was in the best shape of his life. Felt as good as he did after four games. Yeah. All right, I'm just saying that's all. Great I, I, time here on not already, Cowboys. But we've got more to come. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. The number to call. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to Directv now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, do you want to use what we use? You need to get you some Jack Black. Bill Jones is a big fan of Jack Black. As a matter of fact, I bet he gets those four fades. JB yes, that's fades. right. And that's you can exactly get them right. two for $10 and free shipping. Go to getjackblack.com and use the discount code Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> all right. Emphasis. Vicky with yes. the ad lib. It's all right, man. They Nothing wrong with the ad lib. <laughs> doing a great job. All right. Rally Day is coming on Saturday to AT&T Stadium. Experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Tour the stadium. See Dallas Cowboys alumni and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com slash rally days for details 
And to get your tickets, of course, it's the Cowboys and the Jaguars on Sunday, a 325 kickoff. It's on CBS this week. I assume that means Jim Nance and Tony Romo are doing the game. There you go. Unless, so. is there another game rolling around that's a little bit better than that? Uh, they got to give Romo the count. Yeah. No, yeah. CBS so so rarely gets the Cowboys. So they got to go ahead they and go, go with, yeah, with they Romo. They give them the Cowboys. Yeah. I actually think they – I think Cowboys-Redskins, I need to look, might also be, oddly enough, a CBS game. Huh. You know, so we're in that mode now where we're trading switchovers. Yeah, yeah, we're they, trading games. They, they cross them. I'll check on that. So we could have that. Romo for two straight weeks. That'd be great. Yeah. Got Witten on the Tennessee game that's in right. a few weeks too. All right, so it could be a Romo, Romo, Witten, back to back to back. Um, Jerry also on the fan this morning said something about a number one wide receiver. That oh, there was probably, that too, yes. Probably getting some run on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, he made the comment that uh, he doesn't feel like they've had a number one wide receiver here for several years. And, of course, that's going to get some run. But you got to hear the clarification on that. His definition of a number one wide receiver, he said, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, there's only a handful of receivers like that in the league, in his opinion. So there you Thomas go. Thomas at the Saints, I think, would be another one that you'd have to kind of look at. Is yeah. One in Pittsburgh. One in Pittsburgh's pretty good. Green and Cincinnati's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – you know, and it, it, if you if you take him to his word, you know, and Bill, I thought you you brought up an excellent point, and I don't want to steal your thunder. I mean, the point you were talking about when you signed, oh, it, yeah. which was, I mean, when you signed Des, uh, what year was that? Uh, 14? 2015. That was after the four, after leading, in, leading into twenty fifteen. Right. Okay. At five years, $70 million, you were paying him like a number one receiver, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the follow-up should be, okay, was Dez a number – did you consider him a number one receiver when yes. you signed him? Right. So that, to me, is – he obviously feels like, though, the last three years or so, he didn't have a number one receiver. He had if an he, injured one. Yeah, he had a guy that was banged up that was you know playing through a lot of things. But yeah, that's I, I, I to your point. He signed a guy that was a number one wide receiver, and then you know through his injury and then through a change at quarterback. I think I think the change at quarterback really affected Des Bryant in the way that he and what we know of him as a player. Yeah, you I know. I, yeah, and I give Des credit. He could have been a guy that could have complained about when they were thirteen and three. He could have been a complaining guy in the locker room and like say, "Well, we need to play Romo," mm-hmm. but he he. He held his tongue, and it, it, at least in the media, and then back to you know back to uh, Dak Prescott in the locker room. So I mean, that's you know he 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 really you talk about falling on the sword for somebody. I mean, his friend who made him what he is now, who's now in the broadcast booth. You know, he 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 said, "Hey, we got to go with this guy right now," and it might have ultimately cost uh, his the way he's played and the decline in his game could very well be affected by the the way that the quarterback played. But if you you go back and look at the last eight games he played in 2016, he was on pace for a 90-catch season with 15 touchdowns. Mm. The last eight games, seven regular and And the playoffs playoffs, game. Look at his numbers. So – he wasn't healthy early in that season. In 2015, I think he only played and nine 2017, games. he wasn't healthy yeah. again. Yeah. He was banged up. Uh, so I don't know that you you want to 
blame it on Dak not throwing him open. And it'll be interesting to hear what Romo has to say when he does the game because one of the things I think he was big on doing the game uh, Sunday, the, the, the Jacksonville game, uh, was how uh, uh, Mortals? Mahomes, oh, Mahomes was throwing people open. Right. Mm. He said it about three or four or five times about how he anticipated where so-and-so was going to be and flung You know, Aikman on the radio this morning was saying the same thing, yeah. uh, and I think he was analyzing the Houston game, the Cowboys-Texans game, and talking about uh, Dak. Dak. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and anticipating is the word that he used. The cover two, knowing right. where the guy's going right. to break. Right. Talk about accuracy and anticipation. Right. Yeah. Right. The hallmarks of, you know, high quarterback level play. In the NFL, got to have those can two I, things. Can I have some follow-up? Mick, you, you think, so that – okay, so I, I offer that Dak and, and, and not to – I shouldn't blame it on – I'm not blaming. I'm just saying I'm offering an opinion that Dak didn't affect the way that Dez played or finished out. He sure didn't. I mean, unless things went so, downhill, I, I still say the end of last season – who was going to beat you when Zeke wasn't in the game? Des Bryant. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure he doesn't beat me. Right. And and it's it doesn't mean I'm doubling him every play, but I'm making sure I'm getting enough pressure on the quarterback that he didn't have time to dilly dally around in the pocket. I just think the way they played, teams start playing a lot of cover two. It wasn't double teaming. When here people hear, "Oh, I'm going to double the wide receiver," they yeah. expect to see, you know, like basketball. No, they got the guy sitting over the top. You know, it's the same thing like Seattle, how they played the Cowboys. Well, they didn't throw deep. Well, did you see the corners running off on the, you know, right before the snap? Their corners are dropping five, ten yards, and then the safeties are back there. So now, where are you going to throw the ball? How you we, better throw it underneath. How do we account for the slants and stuff they drop, though? The no, and, 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 and I'm just, he was I, not. I'm, yeah. yeah, and that's and not that's, that's not on Dak, though. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to think about, okay, the routes that he's been so good throughout his career, we were starting to see in slippage there. And that's where I started going. I wonder if it's the health. I wonder if it's the quarterback. Because with the previous quarterback, we didn't see him drop slants. We didn't see him having problems with routes and stuff like that. And I and maybe you know that's where I'm looking at it and saying, you know, you know, they just really didn't connect like they should have connected. But if you're counting it as a drop, that means he's got something to drop. It's yeah. not like he's up here, yeah. over here. Right. And if you're not watching on the <laughs> Mickey was jumping out of his chair. I was jumping out of my chair. Uh, and I was outside my pass-catching cylinder, okay? Yeah. There you go. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. That was a new one yesterday, See, outside the cylinder. Yeah, I'm just, talking about Tavon. Yeah. I just don't know. You know, I'm trying to, like I say, I always like to try and figure out why. And I, I agree with you on the coverage, Mickey. But when he started, when, when things, when he started missing the routes or they started missing the catches that – and not every ball was thrown perfectly. I get that. I just think he started pressing, too. I think he started pressing, like, oh, i got to get this and run as hard as I can right. instead of catching the ball and just, and just calming down. Yeah. Well, they decided, for whatever reason, Brian, I think maybe, like you said, maybe slippage in his game. They decided they could just move on at, from that, based on that salary. And they didn't, you know, they, they have tried to replace him by committee. And I think you know, maybe. Him and Witten. 
Yeah. All those numbers. And maybe philosophically, again, we go back to, well, Dak will take another step. You got Zeke for a full season, you hope. And if this offensive line is what we expect it to be, you don't necessarily need number one guys. And right now, that's not proven out the way they'd hoped. Okay. So then let me give you this. Keep talking about both of those guys. First round pick next year. You got a number one type wide receiver or number one type tight end. What are you doing? I'll, I'll defer to the broad man on that one. No, I, I don't it's know a the early names. for him, too. Yeah, we have a, dra- yeah, we have a draft it. show coming up open week. We'll have Dane Brugler on. Thank you, oh, Kent. Oh, really? There you go, Kent. But no, yeah, I'm just I, saying. No, I think <laughs> you can't replace everything at once. I know, I, I'm, I I'm, going, I'm going with the wide receiver, Mickey. Okay. I am. All right. I mean, I'm, assuming I'm, that they, they're the same type. Now, the the problem you run – Okay, how about this, though, guys? And I don't mean to throw a wrench into what Mickey just said because I love draft talk. You know this. If you do end up with a very, very high pick, are you considering a quarterback? Well, that's why I was going back to what Jerry said. Well, you have fantasy. 11 games left. Well, Jerry yeah, said that's what I'm saying, though. Morning, though. I mean, it, given, your, given your question, I'm taking the wide receiver. But given if you said, okay. Well, if, if I it, take the owner at his word today, he's yeah. basically. Many years to come. We're saddling oh, up no, that's, yeah. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and, he's kind of got to say it. But oh no! Yeah, he has, but it was he has emphatic, show, you know. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you week five, if you end up with a top, I know. Mm-hmm. you end up with a top eight pick. You know, you know, there's going to be a lot of consideration there for a lot of different positions, not just a wide receiver. Oh, there'll be fifteen to eighteen. So that means you're eight and eight again, right? Or Probably. nine and seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we've seen after five games. Yeah. A roller coaster. Teeter totter. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Drives me nuts, especially when everybody else in the division is playing poorly. Well, you know, you can't put anything together just, right now. They're just part of the group. There We're is. still in the show. You want my- time enough for Peyton in Minnesota? Peyton, you're on Talking hey. Cowboys. Hey guys, um, real quick, I thought a better player that Ray could have used for his point would have been uh, uh, Darius Leonard. He could have been had in the third round, but that's all hindsight. Great player, play. yeah. We talked yeah, about him. Man. Yeah, draft show special. Brian. Sure did. Was right on him. Um, one thing that Mickey said, and uh, love you, Mickey. I just disagree. That's okay. You said that you, you can't fix a lot of pieces at once. We saw the Eagles. They had they got Jordan Hicks, Alshon Jeffrey, J.H.I. all in one season, and it led to a Super Bowl. How's that working now? Well, no. they got a lot of Super Bowl, one more than the Cowboys have. Oh, I understand. Plus years, I got so, you. I mean, it worked out, but yeah. I'll take the ring. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, let me uh, let, let him finish. So let him finish. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. good. Go ahead, sir. Um, so I, I was just going to say, like, I, I said this last week, maybe two weeks ago, that you just can't go into a draft expecting everything to work out. Um, like you guys have said, like, I mean, Broadus, would you say that Connor Williams right now is better than Jonathan Cooper? Yeah, absolutely. Just right now, right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I would. You, from last season? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I'd. I want to disagree with you, but I guess Jonathan Cooper had tried. No, no, you can disagree with me. Like Mickey said, feel free to disagree with me. I think Connor Williams was a higher ceiling. But my my point is is that these guys are going to take some years to to be where their ceiling is, potential-wise. Like, we don't know. Gallup, he can't get open. Like, every single throw that goes to him, he's got coverage all over him. Yeah, he got three throws, though. Just three. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I just think that if you're a coaching staff that is coaching for your lives, you can't be sitting around with all this cap space and not doing anything and quote-unquote being married to these receivers. I mean, that's just a, a guy that you could have brought. You brought Sammy Watkins, great. 
glad they tried to do it. Thank God they didn't because that would have been bad. Sure. But why not a guy like a Jordy Nelson? So just Dak needs a reliable wide receiver. He costs like $2 million more than Alan Hearns on a two-year contract. You think that wouldn't help out Dak more than what Alan Hearns is giving you? Someone that actually, like Cole Beasley, two weeks in a row now, brought us, you talked about weak slot corners that they're facing. Sure. What has he done? Like, yeah. I, you know, I, as, as much as I and as, I appreciate this call. I really do. Stay on the line because I got some. I yeah, got go a question ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, too. go ahead. No, go ahead okay. with the question. Uh, Darius Leonard, and so you would have taken Darius Leonard in the first round. No, oh, no, no. He went in the fourth round, right? So he went yeah, in the second round. He went in the second round. Second round, number 36. Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah. so I, mean, I just wanted to clarify that. No, no, he, on he, our show, he was had, not available in the third round. No, we you had, had a third-round grade on him. Yeah, you had yeah. to take him in the first round if you were going to take Darius Leonard. Right. I just wanted to clear that up. Right. Okay, yeah. uh, Brian, you were talking about Jordy Nelson. Yeah, or, see, yeah. I, I just don't think that they would have gone – they were not going to go for age. A, a age there at receiver. They just weren't going to do that. And I, and I appreciate the thought of trying to get him a reliable guy. Yeah, let me tell you what, if you're going to – you, a, a guy like Cooper Cup. You know, another uh, draft show special that we talk about. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, see, that, that's the kind of guy you need a bat, and, I, and people get confused when I say this. A bad ball catcher. You need a guy that not only can catch the good balls, but when the ball is offline, Mickey just did it with his jumping around the chair. Guy with a high catch radius that can make all kinds of plays. That's the guy. The kid, the kid that went undrafted at Minnesota, Thielen, somebody yeah, like that. that Somebody that can make a difference of being a bad ball catcher when it's off target, like you had some passes that were off target the other day. What happened? They get knocked in the air. They 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 don't. Houston caught theirs. Yeah, they don't. They they don't get. They don't get. They don't get this catch on the sideline. The guy, and then they have to challenge a play that should have been a catch. Hopkins is a special player, but the forty-nine yard catch was. I mean out of his cylinder, yeah. as you might say. And yeah. yeah, right, Brian. I mean, the Tavon one, yes, the ball was high on the intercepted pass. Yeah. Hit him in the hands. Yeah. QT. Tavon exactly, said he yeah. should go get it. Yeah. And, and, it. And again, on the Cooper Cup, he went in the third round. He went there, early third round. There you so go. you would have had to take him instead of Cheeto in the in the late second yeah. round. Or and my guy was Juju Smith Schuster. Exactly. There's too. another one. Yeah. See, so, so, get, had to, but but you're not getting that round. corner. But you had to get him in the second round. Yeah. See, this is where the, yeah. this is where you look at the draft and you go, okay, who's the guys that, that, that can help you? I need guys that can make plays now. And the one thing that Cooper Cup has come in and done with golf is it went right off the jump. He's come in and played. You know, they, they were a playoff team. Uh, you know, they were a playoff team. They didn't go very far last year. But you saw when he was in the lineup, they used him a lot of different ways. We remember when he was here in the game at AT&T. Guy makes all kinds of little plays for you. And that, that's – I don't think they have that guy. I mean, as far as Beasley, yeah, but they just can't find ways to get – now, maybe they can't get the ball to Cooper Cup. Maybe they can't get the ball to Thielen. Maybe they can't get the ball to – to DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they you have Cooper I mean? Cup and Michael Gallup, and we just don't know it because they can't get the ball to him. Yeah, exactly. Or they only throw them three balls. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. We continue tomorrow That's here a good on question Talking to the Cowboys. Good, throw yeah, him the ball. Good job. Good call. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?